What's up everyone, my name is Isaiah and welcome to the Bible Study Corner and today we have another segment of God's Word is Truth. And today we're going to be looking at a very well known or very well famous uh, scripture that I'm pretty sure a lot of us know of and that's John 3.16. And John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Now what the Apostle John was saying in this scripture was this, God loves us so much that he sent his own son to take on a punishment that was actually meant for us, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes here, but to take on a punishment that was meant for us so that way we wouldn't perish from our, from our mistakes or from our sins, but we will receive a new life, we will be redeemed and be once made right with God. Now, what I want to do is this. I want to use that one, this one scripture, this one, uh, this one verse in the Bible that we're talking about right now, and I want to break that thing down because I believe that this this passage is going to bless somebody's life. Now, first, I want to look at the part that says that God so loved the world. The, you know, the more so the loved part in that sentence. Now, one way to define the word love is as uh, an intense, an intense feeling of deep affection towards someone or something or in this case would be for us someone. Now with this type of uh, definition that we get from love, it pretty much tells us that to love in this way that you have, uh, that you care deeply about it and you don't just care deeply about it, you care about that, that person on a more deep and intimate level of love, amen? So it's not just, uh, oh, I care about him, he's he's all right, he, he's on my mind and all that other stuff. No, this is, I'm invested. You, I'm invested in you, kind of love. I care deeply for you. I. I this is more than just. Uh, I, I don't even want to say romantic type of love, but this is more so of a love that transponds our understanding because this is coming. This source of love is coming from the Creator of all things Himself, the Creator of love Himself, which is God. So this love that's coming from God transcends the understanding that we have ourselves. Amen. I personally believe, and I'm just adding this on to this, I personally believe that if there was a love, if there was a word greater that describes the word love greater than the actual word love itself, that wouldn't even be enough. The word love isn't enough. And if there is a word after the, uh, that, that describes the word love to a more stronger and in-depth uh, scenario, then that word wouldn't even be enough because God just simply loves us that much. He cares about us. He intimately and personally loves us to a great extent. Now, the point I'm trying to get at that is with this. We will never really understand fully how great God really loves us. And we see an idea, and I and I put this as an idea, is because this is just a, a small idea of how much God loves us, even, even though to us, this is a great deal. And to me, this is a great deal of love. But to God, this is just, it's just my small token of love to show you how much I love you. But the point I'm trying to get at is this. He shows us through his word, and we just read it, that he loves us so much that he gave his own son. Jesus Christ came down and died for us. The son of God, God sent his own son to die on behalf of us. How many of us know we're not willing to give up our children to die for anyone else? But God is willing to do that because he loves us so much. He cares about us so that way we can be made right with him once more. Also in that sentence, the apostle John says that God so loved the world. He loved the world, meaning the world represents me and you. He, the world, it represents us all. Amen. Now, to make this a little more, a little bit more uh, personal and intimate, 
replace the word world in that sentence with with your name like for example for god so loved isaiah so much or for god so loved martina or sarah so much that he gave his own son for them this helps us see how personal god is with us. he wants to be with us how much he wants that relationship between us and him now i want everyone to pay attention to this next part because the greatest truth that you will ever hear in this life is that God loves you, the creator of all things, of all universes, to every sun and the star and, and in the skies that shine, that shine as bright as stars. He loves you and he wants that personal and intimate relationship with you. And that's the greatest truth that there is to know because this great being loves me, a little small being as myself, this great giant being loves little old me also in that scripture if you pay close attention the word because was not added to the sentence let me explain for example for god so loved the world because no it's not in there it just simply says that god so loved the world the reason why i'm pointing that out is because of this i want everyone to see that god's love does not have reason or cause it doesn't have any any driven purpose behind it the only re the only cause of God's love is simply because He can. He you didn't do anything that's gonna cause you that's gonna cause Him to love you anymore, and you're not gonna go do anything that's gonna cause Him to love you any less. God simply loves because He can. This helps us see this unwarranted type of love, and what that means is this type of love that has no reason. God loves you for no good reason at all. He just simply loves you because He can. He loves you because he has the purpose to. And I didn't add this one in here, but I'm going to add this one in here as well. That's one thing I want everyone to learn from that. God loves you simply because he has the ability to do so. He doesn't have any reason. If you really love someone, if you really care deeply about someone, then your love for them won't have any cause of justification. Oh, I love them because they 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 loved me while I didn't even know how to love myself. No, that's not even a good enough reason. You love them for no good reason at all. You just I just simply love you, man. I don't care I don't care who you are, where you come from. I love you. I love you. You don't have to do anything at all. And that's what real love is. Real love loves without any cause or without anything. It's, it doesn't have any stipulations to it, in other words. There's nothing that you can do or I can do to cause me to love you any more or any less. I love you simply because I can. And this is the type of love, and this is the part that I want everyone to hear and understand. This is the type of love that God wants us to have for each other. A love that does not have cause or justification or warrant, or, or warrant on it. It's just simply you simply love because you have the ability to do so. Now let's dig a little bit deeper into that. For for instance, my married couples that's li that may listen to this message. Uh, the Bible says that we're supposed to love as Christ loved the church, amen? And keep in mind, Christ wasn't just the son of God, but he was also, he was, he was God in the flesh, amen? And we're seeing now that God's love for us is unwarranted. It doesn't have cause, it doesn't have reason, it doesn't have justification. And the Bible says that we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church then this is telling us what everything that we that we're uh, exploring right now all the way down to that unwarranted type of love is explaining to us that we're supposed to love our lives deeply intimately personally and unwarrantedly pretty much meaning we're supposed to love with all that we have and 
If you love them because they did something, that's not that's not true love then. True love simply lo simply loves because we have the ability to do so. We the reason why we feel like there has to be a reason or has to be a cause to why we love someone is because sin has created something in our minds that has create that has a pretty much placed a block on the way that we should love in God's point of view. So when you receive salvation, your eyes are opened up. God fixes up your heart and he shows you that that love that you have for each other doesn't have to have reason. It doesn't have to have cause. Now, let me stop right there. I feel the Lord telling me to say, explain this because a lot of people are going to get that part confused. There's a big difference now between love and trust. All because I love you does not mean I instantly trust you. I love you deeply. I love you dearly. I love you intimately, but I don't trust you just yet. Now, if you're in a situation where you're about to get married to someone or you're talking to somebody, you're just dating them, I want you to understand. What I want you to understand from that is this. You don't have to off the bat trust them. You do have to love them. If you are a saved, sanctified Christian filled with the Holy Ghost, then you are called to love them. But there's a big difference between trusting that person right off the gate versus loving someone, amen, that you never met before. Because you're supposed to have that instant brotherly love. But when we instantly trust, then we've already messed up. Because the Bible says trust no man. Now, I'm going to take that as, okay, if I want to build a stronger relationship with you, then I have to first learn how to trust you. I already love you now. I love you deeply because God, this is the way that God wants me to love. But I don't trust you just yet. I need to let that trust grow because if we're if we're if we're potentially going to get married at some point, then I have to learn. I have to get to know you a little bit better before I can say that I trust you. But to get back on topic here, the uh, the next thing that John writes in this passage is that God so loved the world that he gave his own son. Now, what the part in that I want to I want to focus on is that when he when it said he gave. Now, what the scripture is trying to tell us in this particular area is that God loved us so much that his love manifested into action. He didn't just he wasn't all talk, he was all about it. He he I'm not just going to talk about it. I'm going to actually do it. I'm going to prove to you why I love you. I'm going to show you how much I love you. My love is manifested into action if I really do love you or care about you as much as I say I do. And we get all of that simply from when it's from simply from when John writes that he gave. Now, the Bible also says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 18 to not let us just love with with speech or 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 or, or words but let us also love with truth and action. And with that being incorporated with this, it explains to us that if we're supposed to love like God, then we're supposed to show our love just like how God showed his love. Let our love actually be manifested. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I, you know, I talk about it. You can talk about it as much as you want, but be about it. You feel me? So if you're going to tell me that you love me, I'm going to need you to show me. I'm going to need you to prove to me that you love me as much as you say you do and to get back deeper on the subject that we're already on this also shows us how much God really loves us God loved us so much that he wasn't just talking about it I'm gonna actually be about it I'm gonna show you how much I love you 
by sending my own son to die for you, my own flesh, my own blood to die for you so that way me and you can be close again. That way me and you can be intimate with each other and personal with each other once again. Next, John writes in the scripture that whosoever shall believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And the him that, God, that John is referring to in this passage is the son of God who is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe in the Lord Jesus, then you won't you won't perish from you won't perish in your sins, but you will receive everlasting eternal life. I'm gonna give it to you like this. God loved us so much that he sent his own son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to pay the ultimate sacrifice for us on the cross for our sins, so that if we just simply believe in him, then our end will not be the grave. We our end pretty much disappears. We we, we gain a new life. We gain a new life in heaven. And where and in heaven, this end that, that we believe always, that something always has to have, that, uh, this end disappears. There is never an end anymore. You don't end. Your life continues. You have eternal life. All if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm about to explain something. And I want everyone to just bear with me on this and pay as close as attention as you can to this. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to try, uh, try to explain this. The Bible says that there's going to come a time that after Satan and sin is defeated, that heaven is going to basically be established on earth. And we're taught after we receive salvation that we are supposed, we prepare for heaven right now in this current life that he gives us. Amen. And when we receive salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ, our new life doesn't just start when we get to heaven. Our new life starts the minute that we say yes to the Lord Jesus. Now to bring it on home, that when you receive salvation, your eternal life starts the minute you say yes. Now that does not mean that you won't that you won't physically die. The flesh will die, but the spirit man will live on. The spirit man will live on and go on to heaven. Now, if you don't receive salvation, and this is the part that people don't like to hear, and here's the God honest truth. The reason why people don't get into heaven when they die is not because they they cheated on a math test or they lied on the taxes or something like that. That's not the reason why people don't get into heaven when they die. The reason why people don't get into heaven and they go to hell when they die is because they don't receive salvation while they had the chance, while they were alive, breathing, and kicking. A lot of us today, we have the chance to receive salvation now. Yes, I hear a lot of people now saying, oh, you're just trying to scare me up. You're just trying to, you're just trying to trick me up so that way I, I can say yes to what you're trying to sell me and all that. There's nothing I'm trying to sell you. It's, just, it's, nothing, it's not me trying to give you some kind of scare threat tactic. This is me telling you the bona fide truth. If you do not receive salvation in the, in the, in the Lord Jesus, while you are still alive today, while you have the chance today, then when you die and you leave this earth, you will not be allowed into the into into the into the city of heaven, into the promise that God has promised Abraham all the way to, all the way up to us. So the bona fide truth is this: the only way, and there is no purgatory, there is no in between, there's no heaven, hell, purgatory. I don't know who came up with that crap, but that it, it is what it is. Why well, I just said crap because it's not true. The only way that you can get into heaven is to receive salvation in the Lord Jesus. There is no in-between. If you don't, then your soul is destined for an eternal damnation in hell. And one more thing that I want to add on to that, 
the only way you can be made right with God again is through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that if you try to keep the law, in other words, if you try to keep all the commandments in, in the word of God, this is excluding salvation now, keep that in mind. If you're trying to keep all the commands in the word of God, then you're not going you're not going to be able to do it. That is not the way you're going to be made right with God. Because if you're doing that, keep all right, let's say for instance, the Bible says uh, that you're not supposed to lie or something like that. Okay, yeah, you go the whole week without lying, but yet you you still sin. You still did 12 other sins that was against the word of God. So we still have a problem here. Your flesh, you're not perfect. You're not going to get it all right. And God knows this. This is the greatness of it. This is why he sent the Lord Jesus to die for us. Because we're not perfect. I don't care what anyone says. You're going to make mistakes. That's just how it is. You're human. You're learning. You're, I don't care how old you are. You're learning and you're growing. This is why he sent the Lord Jesus to die for us to cover to, to to cover all the sins that we make or going or are going to make. Now that does not give us any excuse to keep on doing what we want to do, because he because when you receive salvation, yes, you become his child. But when you mess up, just like how a father has to chastise his child, he still has to deal with you to show you, hey, yeah, you're mine, but I'm going to show you why you shouldn't be doing that. I gotta whoop you. I got. I gotta. I gotta chest out here. I gotta put you in your place so that way you know not to do this again. Yes, you're saved, but I still have to deal with sin down here. Amen. But to get back on topic, another thing to keep in mind, and I know I said this multiple times, more than once throughout this whole Bible study, but I wanna. And I wanna keep iterating this because this is really important to to remember. Jesus Christ wasn't just the Son of God; He was God. And when we say yes to the Lord Jesus, we're saying yes to God. And we're not just applying, we're not just receiving the Lord Jesus into our hearts. We're, we're receiving God into our hearts. And that's a Bible study we should talk about, the Holy Trinity, how God, how God isn't three different people. He's He's taken on the task. He's taken on three different tasks. The task of him as the Father, the task is him as the Savior of all humanity, humanity, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the task of him helping us be personal and intimate with him once again through his Holy Spirit. So the Lord, the Lord God is the Father, He is the Savior, and He is Spirit. Amen. He's God in one. But that's going to be a whole nother topic for a different uh for a different day. But the only way, and I know I've said this multiple times now, but I want everyone to understand this. The only way you can be intimate with God is not on your own good doing. It's not on you being nice to someone. It's not on you obeying every law that you see written in the book of Le in the book of Leviticus all the way up to the New Testament. It's not by doing any of that. It's only simply by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to hear God's voice, if you want to walk with him daily, if you want to be personal with him, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm not having a good day today. I need you to be with me. If you want this, not just a friendship, but this relationship that we have, with our Lord God, then the only way to do that is to accept salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ himself. That's the only way you can do that. Because if not, if you're trying to go at it by just being a good person, doing the right thing, then it's, that's, gonna not, that's not going to be enough. You're still as far away, you're farther away from God than you think you are. Amen. So if you want to be close to God, just come on to the Lord Jesus. Many of us today, we say we have a relationship with God. 
we say that oh we talk to god we do this to god we walk with god we we say we have all this to god but we never ask the lord jesus to come into your life if you never ask the lord jesus to come into the lord jesus to come into your life then you are not saved you don't have a relationship with god you're hearing some other voice amen now prior to the lord jesus coming there was a more complicated law you had to you had to be in order for you to be made right with God. You had to uh, you had to be circumcised, and you had to be born into the bloodline of uh, of Abraham. You had to be born into that family, and you had to uh, you had to obey every law that God gave Moses. And the reason why that was because was uh, why the reason why that was was because of the sin that Adam and Eve committed in the Garden of Eden when God told him when God told Adam and Eve not to eat of the forbidden fruit and they did it anyway that's when sin came into the world and everyone after that that was born into the world was covered from head to toe in sin and because god has to deal with sin anything that sin is associated with he has to deal with that as well so if you're if you're not if you if you have never received salvation through the lord jesus christ then you're still under god's under god's judgment because Sin is under God's judgment. And if you're covered in that sin, only thing he can see is sin. He can't see you anymore because you're only you're, you're, you're taken over by that sin. And because he's gotten rid of that old system of where you had to do this, you had to be circumcised, you have to obey the law, you have to be born to this family. Because he got rid of that system, there's no other way. Now, now there's no other way. And we're going to have a Bible study on this eventually. There, there is no other way to be cleansed from all that sin and to be saved from that judgment that was that's uh that's due for sin other than through going through jesus christ because if you do it any other way if you try to go about it by obeying all the laws of moses you're in you're you're in for a rude awakening because that's no good anymore that law is done so if that law is done jesus christ is here that law is done but we have the sin of adam and eve over here everyone who was born after this sin that adam and eve committed and the law that God gave to Moses and Abraham to say that, hey, this is how people are to get cleansed with me. If that law is no longer good and you were born after the sin of Adam and Eve was committed, then you're basically covered in the sins that God, you're basically covered in the sins that God, that Adam and Eve committed against God when they were in the, when they were in the Garden of Eden. So the only way to be cleansed from sin and the only way to be made right with God is to simply say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do that, he cleanses you from all sin. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. This is why this is why we say nobody is perfect. Nobody is worthy of God's love. Our righteousness is nothing but a filthy rag. But because of the Lord Jesus Christ taking on the punishment that was meant for us, taking on that law and becoming and thus creating because of his death, creating a new system for us to simply say yes to then yes, all you have to do is say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ and he'll come into your life, cleanse you of sin, and you can be made right with God. But again, there's no other way to receive in salvation other than through the Lord Jesus Christ. That means the prophet Elijah Muhammad is not the way. That means Buddha is not the way. That means Harry Krishna is not the way. That means uh, Joseph Smith, I think his name was, isn't the way. Obeying the pastor of the church isn't the way to get right with God. Obeying your mama, you know, that, thinking that your mama being saved and that that covers for you too. That's not the way. The only way you can be made right with God 
is by asking the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior today. If you have not done so, now is your opportunity. Just simply say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I have sinned against you, O Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Be my Lord and Savior and make me new with you today and fill me with your Holy Spirit. For right now, in this moment, if you will accept me, which he will, no, no questions, hands down, he will accept you. If you will take me, I will receive you into my life. Be my Lord and Savior today. Do that today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait for the right moment because if you're waiting for the right moment, then guess what? You're ne you Tomorrow's not promised to nobody. Tomorrow is not promised to not me, to not you, to not anyone. You could be dead today, dead today and gone tomorrow. You could be saying to yourself right now, oh, I don't have to do this. I have a little bit more time. No, you don't. No, you don't. Look around you. See everything that's going on. Jesus Christ is coming back. And for the person that does not receive salvation before his return, you're in for a very scary reality. And I, I pray no one has to go through that. But sadly, not everyone is going to, be, going to get saved because not everyone wants to be saved. And that's all that means. But if you feel someone tugging at your heart, the reason why I'm saying someone is because right now to you, it probably feels like a something. But that something is actually someone. It's God through the presence of his Holy Spirit pulling at your heart to this message saying, there's something about this. I have to do so. I have to do something to it. I'm going to tell you what that something is. It's the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, telling you that what he's saying is you have to receive salvation today. You are you are not saved, but you but but you have the opportunity to do so now. Do that today. Pray that prayer. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. Be my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose up on the third day because of me. And because of that, I am born again. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. If you feel the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart, and you feel someone telling you feel like there's something telling you that, hey, I need to do, I need to, I need to do what he's saying, or I need to, I need to receive salvation today. Do that, do that now. Pray that prayer, mean it from your heart, and you will be born again. And my time is up. I thank you all for joining us for our Bible study today. Uh, please be tuned for the all, uh, all of the uh, future Bible studies we'll be having coming up pretty soon. And of course, again, if you're not saved, if you don't know who the Lord Jesus Christ is, just simply comment under this uh, under this post, inbox us on uh, Facebook or direct message us on Instagram. We'd be more than happy to help you out, you know, in learning more and how to receive salvation. Or if you just need somebody to pray with you and talk to you, we're here for that too, amen. But I thank you for all that's been uh, joining us and tuning in. Stay tuned and stay blessed.